It's almost here. The world's largest outdoor cocktail party is what it'll always be to me. So I'm going to keep saying it is tomorrow as the Florida Gators take on the Georgia Bulldogs. We'll talk keys to victory and key matchups only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of Whole9Sports.com. You can find all of my written work. This episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Thank you for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Getting right into the offensive keys to victory for the Florida Gators here. One, win the battle in the middle of the trenches. And I realize that's kind of weird because obviously when you're talking about a football game, oftentimes it's the battle is won in the trenches. The game is won in the trenches. I'm not talking about just the game winning in the trenches in general, which is obviously still very important, but I'm talking primarily the interior offensive line, the middle of the trenches, uh, because I can tell you now, key matchup is going to be the interior offensive line versus the interior defensive line, because, well, Georgia has Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter on the interior who are, they will feast against inferior guards and centers, which, uh, they're going to play when they play Florida. That's just a simple fact. They've also got interior linebacker blitzes, which come into the A and B gap, and you've got to watch those as well when you're looking at this Gators interior offensive line. Those are going to be huge factors. So Florida has to win this battle because if you lose this battle specifically, it's really going to kill the Gators offense. And I'm I'm saying this knowing that my next two points are not contradictory, but losing this battle could demolish those next two points as well. So that's why it's kind of important to bring this one up first before anything else. And uh, I mean, frankly, this is going to be killer if the Gators can't. uh, um, This is what's so frustrating. The Gators are likely going to lose this battle, but we need you to not lose this battle by a ton. Hold your own a bit is what I'm saying to our guards and centers. I, I need you to step up. I need you to pick up the pace here. And be able to at least hold your own. Don't let Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, or any of the linebackers blitzing win these battles consistently because you're just asking for a loss at that point. It's as simple as that. Next up is play actions, misdirections, and counters. I have been talking about Georgia's linebackers being phenomenal this whole time because, well, let's let's face it. They are. They're arguably the best linebackers in the nation uh, between them and Bama. But I personally, I, I think it's Georgia. Uh, but with a fast and aggressive defense like Georgia has, the best bet to get big plays is just get rolling fast, get them rolling downhill in one direction, and then bring the ball in the other one. You know, I'm, I'm talking split zone read, which I know it is so annoying that I constantly talk about Florida's split zone read. But guess what? We are the best team to do it in college football besides maybe 
Iowa State, who kind of brought it back to college football or brought it to college football on a more consistent level. So, yeah, we're better than everyone, but maybe Iowa State. We're, I'm talking split zone read, which is what we've got to do. Uh, PA shots, which is what we've got to do. And hopefully our offensive line will hold up enough for either AR or Emory Jones to get this ball out. I'm not having the discussion about who's the starting quarterback. I don't care at this point. I'm talking game plan wise. What are the keys to victory? That's it. We need to, you know, maybe maybe bring out counter runs. And I mean like running back counters, quarterback counters, anything you can do. Just get this defense flying in one direction and make the ball go the other way. And when I say, P, I don't mean just PA shot. I mean, let, let's get a play action fake where like, oh, the defense thinks that either the quarterback or the running back are taking it in a certain direction and throw a screen to the other side. I don't care what it is, but th- this Gators offense, you know, we've got to get creative, which is fine because Florida is totally content getting creative. So I don't, I'm not worried about that part, but getting creative effectively is really what has to happen. And I'm screens, wide runs, you know, counters can go wide. That's not contradictory to say counter uh, and then go wide runs. That's, that's totally something you could do. So counters can go wide. Split zone read naturally goes wide, especially when you look at how either Emery or Anthony Richardson have run it. They tend to go sideline, which is a great idea. Um, if, I, if I'm Florida, if, I, if I'm watching the Florida game and I see Florida come out with, three receivers on the left and a tight end on the left and a running back on the right. I'm expecting split zone read or whatever opposite side also, but typically the quarterback goes to the right with it. I'm expecting split zone read there. If I see Kimura gamble in an offset situation, I'm looking for split zone read. That's going to be something that is going to be crucial for this offense. Um, We have the best blocking receivers in all of college football. So yeah, screens and wide runs being the last key is going to be huge because Georgia's linebackers, I mentioned, phenomenal, insane, out of this world. Congratulations. You're so dope. Love you. Hate you. But (laughs) we need to get the ball away from them. How do we do that best? Screens in the passing game, screens and deep shots. But I don't know if our offensive line will be able to hold up and allow AR or Emery to throw the ball deep. So screens, you know, that's, that's something you can scheme pretty easily. If you're looking for deep shots, you can call them but you got to get them. And that's the big issue here. So that's why I'm saying screens and wide runs, you know, just make these, these linebackers are going to fly downfield, especially with wide runs. That's, that's misdirections and counters have to be the main way that we go about it. Uh, split zone read is going to be the main way we go about it, especially if Kimura Gamble can just clean up a linebacker as he's flying in, get the ball out of our quarterback's hands really quickly. And, you know, Trent Whitmore, Great blocking receiver. You've got Jacob Copeland, not great, but good blocking receiver. Xavier Henderson, Justin Shorter, good blocking receivers. Rick Wells, good blocking receiver, great blocking receiver, honestly. So you need to get the ball in the hands of these receivers with quick screens and just hope that you got to go, okay, our receivers can block their DBs. And then you've got to hope that you can pick up some yards before those linebackers chase you down. So we need to get it quick out. And I'm not talking just bubbles because bubbles, they take a little bit longer to develop and linebackers can then react quicker. So I'm talking slots, you're blocking this week. Outside receivers, you're catching screens and you're trying to make some stuff happen here. And we've had multiple receivers line up in the slot, multiple receivers line up out wide. So there's not going to be a tell as to who's getting the ball unless Frazier's comes in and it's like, well, then they're in a bunch set. Then it's like, well, they're probably throwing a screen to him. Uh, but aside from that, 
just get the ball out quick, get the ball out wide, and don't lose the battle on the interior offensive line because that is just asking to get blown out against Georgia because guess what? That's what they want to do to Florida. They want to kill the Gators. So just don't let them. It's as simple as that. I realize that's way harder than it sounds, but I think those are the three keys to victory, not losing that battle on the interior offensive line. Because again, I realize I'm talking about getting the ball out wide. You know what kills that? If they blow up the play before it can develop. And that's what this interior defensive line is looking to do for Georgia. So it'll kill our screen game if they can get pushed instantly. It'll kill counters and misdirections if they can get us before we even finish the fake so i'm talking those are the big things that we need to do those are the big three there are a lot of things florida needs to do to win this game those are the three most important in my opinion and you guys know by now i grew up around the block from a mcdonald's i still live around the block from one but they're different mcdonald's and you know personally i like the other one better just because i the manager there was or the owner had a son who was the manager and he was dope. You know, we'd spend the whole time just talking about the jets, which is miserable, but you know, it was when they were good. It was like the late 2000s. So Mark Sanchez was like a viable option. So they're making AFC championships. So it was fun. And then the giants won a super bowl and I got to talk my talk after that, but we used to go there and spend hours at this McDonald's. It's just, just at our table, you know, just chicken nuggets, sweet tea, Fun stuff like that. Uh, I I might go grab some tonight. I was going to grab some yesterday, but then didn't because we cooked. But I might tonight because, you know, Friday night, house by myself. You know, why, why not get McDonald's? Celebrate the weekend. Head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did someone say Lockdown Gators watch party? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available free and daily on all platforms. Looking at defensive keys to victory here. Number one, stack the box. Georgia runs the ball basically 40 times per game, which is kind of a lot. And granted, a lot of those carries are because they're just so far ahead in the lead. It's like, oh, why not just, just get out of here with a win? Sure. Cool. Good for you. But... We can't let that happen. And again, similar to Florida, Georgia's Georgia's passing attack is built off of the run game, whether it's deep shots or quick passes, built off the run game. So if we can stop Georgia's run game, you stop their passing game a bit, and also stacking the box that dares them to throw the ball, which I've said I am totally content with just letting our corners play one-on-one just, just man coverage, just one-on-one every single time. I have no problem with that. And I'm not saying blitz every time. I'm saying you can go cover one, cover two, man, cover zero, whatever you want to do, but keep the linebackers in the middle of the field because the next key to victory here is staying disciplined defensively. And I'm not even talking about penalties, which are obviously a huge part of this, but that's not what I mean in this case when I say to stay disciplined for the Florida Gators. I mean that... 42% of Georgia's passes are play action passes. They want you to bite because their run game is so good that teams often bite on the play fake and then Georgia can take advantage of a defense who's out of position to make a play because they took themselves out of position to make a play against the run. And that is so critical because, again, 42% of Georgia's plays are or passes are play action passes. Obviously, 40 
Uh, obviously, 40 carries per week, which is about 60% of their plays. So we're looking at 60% of their plays are runs. Okay, so 40% are passes, but 42% of that 40% play action. So we're looking at a lot of play action and a lot of runs. It's going to look very similar when you're playing defense and you see that handoff coming. It's going to be hard to not bite, especially when you've got to stop the run. So that's going to be huge for Florida to play disciplined football. Trust your defensive line because your linebackers can't just come flying in again. I want cover one. I want cover zero, but at the same time, which we'll probably see a lot more cover one because that's what Florida does. But at the same time, we need our linebackers to be in the middle of the field because why is it important to not sell out against the run? The third key to victory, that would be the middle of the field needs to be covered against Georgia. Yes, they like to challenge on the sidelines sometimes, especially if you bite in on that play action. But 51.8% of Georgia's passes go over the middle of the field. That is insane that they go in between the hashes. Like that, that's a lot. So especially if JT Daniels starts, by the way, especially if that man starts, it's going over the middle of the field. About 3,000% of the time. It, it, it's a lot. A lot of passes for both Stetson Bennett and JT Daniels go less than 10 yards in the air and between the hashes. So the keys to victory on offense and defense are kind of different than usual, whereas I usually I'll bring up three things that aren't exactly related. But, uh, well, notice that this time it was pretty much watch the run. Don't bite on, but don't bite on play actions and watch the middle of the field, which is going to come often on play fakes. So it's, it's going to be a little bit rough for uh, for Florida defensively to stop this Georgia offense. It's not that they're super creative. You know, Florida is obviously the more creative offense here. It's not that they're super creative. It's not that they're schematically great. They just have fantastic players that can run the ball. And then when they run the ball and when you commit to stopping that run, they are going to expose you because they can do that. They're Georgia. They're very good at that. So it, it's big for Florida here to kind of focus on, again, stacking the box. I don't mean I don't mean put eight in the box. I just mean get your guys in the box, get your guys in numbers, and play, play man also. Put Trey Dean in the box. Have seven in the box, but Trey Dean playing man on the tight end if you want to do that or on the running back. I don't give a damn. But we need to have numbers in the box to maybe make Georgia think about throwing the ball more often than they'd like. We also need numbers in the box because it'll help to stop this run. Staying disciplined, don't bite on play fakes. That's what I mean. Again, I'm not talking about penalties. I'm saying don't bite on these play fakes. Don't bite on play action. They're going to do that to you a lot. Don't let them find success doing it and covering the middle of the field. That's kind of another reason that I want Trey Dean to be in man coverage on either the tight end or the running backs because, well, I'd rather have a safety covering these guys than a linebacker. No offense to Jeremiah Moon, uh, Dewan Black, Amari Bernie. I don't know why I said Dewan Black like he plays, but Amari Bernie, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to insult anybody. I'm just saying, you've got to cover the middle of the field here. I'd rather have a very talented DB who's having a very good year be responsible for doing that, especially when Brock Bowers is leading Georgia in receiving. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to want a 
skilled cover man on him. Jeremiah Moon, no offense, but you know, come on in, fly in when you know it's a run. If you're blitzing, fly in, just shoot the gaps. I don't care, but Florida's in for the fight of their lives this week. And there's a few key matchups that they need to win. But first, did anybody else make money this past weekend? Because I did, I didn't, I did, I didn't. I lost money on Russian basketball yesterday, which is really fun. I won money on American basketball and Canadian basketball yesterday. Um, hockey, baseball. It was a pretty good night for me on Bet Online. I'm just going to let you know that. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV with real time updated odds and props on pretty much anything you can imagine it is the best way to place your bets and it's 100 free to sign up head to the website or use your mobile device which is how i like to sign up and if you sign up on the mobile device there is a bonus that you can look for and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sports pick experts make sure to use promo code locked on that is l-o-c-k-e-d no space o-n i don't know about you guys but football season's here basketball season's here baseball playoffs are here hockey's here and i'm trying to get into that too like i'm getting into a whole bunch of stuff soccer's around and i'll watch that occasionally so now i'm constantly snacking whether it's sugary snacks or salty snacks constantly snacking so i'm committed to eating built bar as my snack to avoid eating those because those are obviously significantly less healthy than built bar built bar is the best protein bar on the market if you're trying to eat clean but you've got a sweet tooth like this guy over here that is no longer a problem built bar is your low calorie low sugar, high protein, and high fiber solution. You can even enjoy Built Bar if you're keto. Remember to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get 15% off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. Now looking at some key matches, we got, obviously this has been spoken about extensively yesterday. I spoke about extensively today. Gators interior offensive line against Georgia's interior defensive line. This is a, I don't want to use phenomenal because I feel like I've used that for their linebackers a lot. Uh, this is a, an incredibly talented interior defensive line for Georgia and Florida's interior offensive line has been not so incredibly talented or performing incredibly well. So yeah, that's where we're at with that one. <laughs> Florida's interior offensive line, I've, I've said it before, like they, they need to step up or this game is going to get ugly and it's going to get ugly fast for Florida. I've mentioned, you know, this interior offensive line, they need to step up because if we want to go wide runs or misdirections or play actions or throw the ball at all, this interior defensive line is going to get push Florida's interior offensive line. Again, I'm not talking about the tackles, although they've, they've got their hands full also, but I'm, I'm focusing here on our guards, left guard, center, right guard need to step up because Georgia's interior defensive line. They're fantastic. They're going to win more often than they don't. And they're going to get pushed more often than they don't, but it's about capitalizing when they do, when we do, win those battles and it's about winning those battles when you can you need to do whatever you can quick off the ball against these guys because they have quick first steps you can't let them get ahead of you can't let them get inside can't let them win these battles consistently or else you might as well just wave the white flag because this game would be cooked if florida's interior offensive line gets dominated the way that well 
A lot of people are thinking they will, but I, I'm, I'm, I have faith. It's as simple as that. Next, and the only other uh, key matchup that I have highlighted here, because obviously everything's a key matchup, it's Florida versus Georgia. But Gators running backs versus Bulldogs linebackers. Um, I've said it before. I will say it again, and I'll probably say it again at some point again. <laughs> Georgia's linebackers are probably the best linebacking group in the nation. Uh, again, it's between them and Alabama, and I think it's Georgia. Florida's running backs, however, they make their living this year by breaking tackles and making defenders miss because obviously the Gators' interior offensive line or offensive line in general has been um, less than stellar, again, is, is the phrase I like to use for them. So Florida's running backs, they make their living by breaking tackles and making defenders miss, and that's fantastic. They're very good at that. All three of them are chef's kiss at that. But Georgia's linebackers are very secure tacklers. If our backs can break tackles and make defenders miss, it's it's similar to the interior offensive line. It's like you're not going to be able to do it often, but you've got to do it when you can. And I do think that Florida's running backs have a much better chance of doing it more consistently than the Gators interior offensive line has of winning battles. So if Florida's running backs can keep that up, keep up breaking tackles, keep up making defenders miss, that'll be huge for us. But again, Georgia's backers are as sound as you can get. These are NFL linebackers here and they're freak athletes. So it's going to be interesting to watch this battle. Uh, I'm not, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to jinx us, and I'm going to apologize to you fans now. Uh, I'm not super worried about when Georgia's defensive tackles get into the backfield because, well, they've uh, they've they, they've struggled a little bit with finishing plays in the backfield. Um, so I'm going to hope that that didn't just jinx us. Uh, first play, I know that they're just getting annihilated, I can tell you now. Um, but, you know, Florida's running backs, they need to make plays. And a big thing about Georgia's defensive tackles getting into the backfield is that that makes running backs not necessarily hesitate, but have to adjust and change their direction of or change their path and do whatever they got to do. It extends the play for Georgia's linebackers to come in and make the play, and that's where they are so 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 damn lethal and then again it comes back to can florida's running backs make a man miss and make something out of nothing because we know there's going to be a lot of plays where they're just dealt nothing from uh from the i'm sorry i'm sad about it because it's just like this is going to be a rough one it, it whether or not we win or lose it's probably going to be a very ugly game and i feel bad because like I don't think it's in our favor if it's a defensive game. If we can make it an offensive game, I think Florida wins. But if it's a defensive game, I, I don't think it's in our favor. And that's not a knock on our defense at all. It's just Georgia's defense has been, like I've, I've said it before, like 1985 Bears good uh, or that equivalent, you know, 0.45 points per drive is kind of really phenomenal for Georgia's defense. But, I mean, I'm going into this game with money on the Gators to win, money on the Gators to cover. I still don't know about the over-under. If I can bet to be exactly 51, 
That'd be amazing. Um, but I can't do that. So yay. <laughs> Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day every day. Don't miss out on Monday's episode where we're going to have the full game review. Now make your second listen Locked On SEC. Get all of your daily SEC news in less than 30 minutes with SEC expert Chris Gordy of Sports 790. It is free and available on all platforms. For Locked On Gators, I am Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports. That is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports. And be sure to check out my pin tweet, Let Locked On Know Why the Florida Gators Have the Best Fan Base in College Football. And I will see you all tomorrow for my postgame reaction and then Monday for the postgame review.